Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast. Today, we'll be talking about uh, if you're being decisive or impulsive. Before we do that, though, let's talk about the Plum Investment Group. Guys, do you have a property you need funding for? Plum Investment Group is your solution. Plum helps land investors grow their business by funding your raw land purchase. It's truly an awesome deal, guys. And just to be clear, this isn't a loan. Plum will actually partner with you by putting up the money for your project. So do yourself a favor. Go check out the website at pluminvestmentgroup.com. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. What's, what's on the docket for you today? Uh, just living life. Sounds like I don't you, know. We're, s- sounds like you're not being impulsive or decisive. I'm being decisive about just living just, my Wednesday. Just living my Wednesday. I'm doing my doing my best thing. You're gonna swing by Derek Allen and say what's up. <laughs> uh, comments better left for off air <laughs> talk. <laughs> they got good brisket. We support. Oh, the, dude, I, we, this, we, this is the first time I went there for breakfast. We support their rump roast. <laughs> Derek Allen's breakfast is it's o- good. Officially, my favorite. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Burleson Brunch House was pretty good. Well, it's different. So okay. I went and got a breakfast taco today, and they load it with their brisket, eggs, cheese, hash brown. Tell me more. It was. Tell me more. It was. It was. Oh. I could have been. I was just starving. I can feel myself breathing <laughs> heavier. I'm like, oh, oh. man, it was good. That sounds I, good. Yeah, I was. I was in a hurry to get to a meeting, but I purposely left like ten minutes early so I could stop in and eat. Mm-hmm. And man, it was check on the fam. <laughs> Not my fam, but someone's. <laughs> oh man, now I need to be impulsive tomorrow and run up there. I'll be decisive about running up yeah. there. Make yeah. a decision that you're going. Uh, yeah, and I'll meet you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, when we talked about it last time, uh, Jessica asked me. She goes, "With a few, what are you talking about?" <laughs> and I, I thought that was funny. I was like. I stare at a wall like it's this little bitty hole in the. It's I mean it's it's nice it's clean it's I don't want to say hole in a wall because it's the wrong sends the wrong message, and she was like oh I thought it was like one of those wild pitch or Twin Peaks places again and I was like no 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 you told me no yeah. ain't nothing so, wrong with the view that wild pitch I don't know I've been there in so long yeah yeah <laughs> I guess yeah many many moons ago back when we had a lunch card <laughs> oh well impulsive and <laughs> versus decisive man it's. When I, when I worked in the corporate world, we'd have these managers or these people that were in charge of it, and we'd say they, like, cowboyed up. They'd just be like, bang, bang, just shooting from the hip. And it felt like they were just making it up as what they went. And it didn't know, it didn't feel like they had a pure plan. And I, I think that any of us that are listening to this, we own a business, we are running a business, and we can get caught up in being impulsive and just being like, damn it, just do it, or not doing it because we can't make a decision on it. Versus being decisive and sticking to our our core, you know, four principles or five principles for your business, and then having a little leeway if one of them's off. Yeah, I think I mean indecisiveness for a business owner can be one of the worst traits you've got. Yeah. Are you ever supposed to run a business, especially if like it'd be a you know, let's say you have to bring on employees? I can be an effective leader if you can't even make a decision. Yeah, and that's I, I've worked for bosses like that that were CEOs that wanted to manage by committee because they couldn't make a decision and. Yeah. 
it sent turmoil to the group because you have, it's good to get feedback from your people. I don't want to take that away from that. It's good to get feedback, but you get to where you have six people want one way, three people want the other. The three that want the right way know it's the tough decision, but it's the right decision. And now you've got conflict because not everybody's on board because it wasn't their idea. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying too. Like it's totally okay to take suggestions from people. At the end of the day, you're the boss. You step up and you make the decision, right? And yeah. It's the quickest way to kill a business. And it's like, oh, I don't know. Should I buy this property? Oh, man, I don't really know. And that's that's the biggest one I see. Like, I see that on a daily basis when I do deal reviews or consulting. That and picking a county. Picking a county and going to the pricing and mailing it. There's that. They start, people start negotiating with themselves. Like, should I do this? I don't know. Maybe I should. Maybe I should do this. Versus saying, this is a county. This is a price. And boom. Mm-hmm. Or... This is this property has great access or doesn't get rid of it. Oh, it's the topography is questionable. Get rid of it. Why are we still looking at it? You offered them six. They want twelve. It's worth eighteen. Why are we talking about it? Just go. I see it. Even I see it all the time in our strategy calls. Okay, I'm talking. First of all, before you even sign up for a strategy call, we're gonna say, hey, can you make a yes? Can or you no? make a yes or no? Yeah. Right. And then I'll spend an hour on the phone with someone telling me how they don't like their job uh-huh. and they want to be in real estate. Mm-hmm. They've been paying attention to land for the last like six months and learning all about it. And okay. they know it's what they want to do. Yep. And then when it comes time to make a decision, well, they need to talk to their wife or they need X amount of days to think it yeah. over. All right. It's like, you know, I do my best not to make them pushy sales calls because uh-huh. I'm not a pushy salesman and I don't mm-hmm. want it to be. I really want it to be a relaxed conversation. But if you can't make that decision. Yeah. How are you going to make a decision <laughs> on a piece of property? That's right. When you're buying, when you're spending $10,000 on a piece of property you've never been to see. Yeah. You know, if you can't make the decision to. I. I'm I'm with you. Like I like I I often get asked why and how I can process so many properties so quickly. And it's because I will go down my checklist. Does it have access? Yes or no? Can I get on the property from that access? Yes or no? What's the topography look like? I'm in 3D now. I'm looking at it. Can I build something on it? Can I get across the property? Is it a wetland? Is what's going on with it? And then does it make any money? Yeah. Well, that's pretty important. If if it misses like if it doesn't have access, I'm not going to the other ones. And somebody, I had somebody send a property over to be reviewed, and I can't remember who it was or what the property was or the details on it, but it was a, what if we did it for this? And I'm like, it doesn't have access. Well, what if we got an easement? Have you ever tried to get an easement? If you want to work on that, be my guest. Go email the person. I'm not working on that. I don't have time for it. Now, in some situations, I say that with, out of, I'm going to say it out of both sides of my mouth. Some situations, it would make sense. Do I know who the neighbor is? Can I send them a letter and say, hey, We've been using this dirt road. The, the family has been. We'd like to get it as an easement. Can you, will you grant us that? I'll give you a thousand bucks. Easy, done. But that's the, the sitting there going, well, should I, what should I do to get an easement? Do you think we could get an easement? I don't know. I've never tried to get an easement. What should we do? That waffling right there is like my, that is one of the biggest, like, I don't know what you call it. I, I don't call it a brain dump. Just, just a time suck, essentially, for every one of us. Is that that waffle mm-hmm. on on what you're doing in that stuff? Mm-hmm. I think it comes when it comes to due diligence. I think we have a pretty good due diligence checklist. Yeah, right. And I think we go. Over, I think we spend a lot of time going over it in our training. I think it's really good. If you if you can't follow that uh-huh. and make sure it matches each and every one of those, uh-huh. well, there's a there's another problem, right? It needs yeah. to be figured out. Maybe you're just nervous, or so mm-hmm. maybe you need that extra little bit bit of push. But if you know for a fact it meets everything that's worth mm-hmm. that makes it worthwhile in a buy, and you're not running to the bank, then we've got other issues that we need to fix first. Yeah. I, 
I will add to one of the things that's often missed when you're looking at like, and I'm going to throw this caveat in there. This is a, one of those nuggets for those people that have taken our course and may not realize this when it's said, when it's done. When you go to Lands of America and you're looking at the sold and listed comps for that property and you're zooming into that property, zoom all the way into the property. Let it load. Then start working backwards. Don't just go to high level where you think you see the property. Zoom all the way in first and work back because you will see more data go in there because it can't handle all the data around it. And I've had a had a couple clients that sent properties over where they had an offer of eight grand. They didn't see, they saw comps in the 2022 kind of outlying from it. But when you zoomed in, you had five or six really good sold comps that were almost identical properties in the same subdivision or the subdivision adjacent to it. And they were like fourteen to $15,000. It could have been a $6,000 mistake for that person. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I don't want to, it sounds like we're kind of getting like harsh on people. No. But I, I do want to say it's okay to reach out and ask for help, right? Yeah. Get a second set of eyes on thing. Yeah. But if that second set of eyes says the same yes thing or no, yeah. or the same thing you're saying, and then you're still being indecisive about it, okay, that's kind of, I think, at least where we're talking about here. Yeah, I don't want people to think that, I'm not trying to be mean, yeah. but sometimes I got to be your older brother. Sometimes I got to be your wife and be like, well, were you supposed to be there? Were you supposed to be at Wild Pitch, Justin? It's not a sports bar. It's a bikini bar that has lingerie Tuesdays or something. No, it's a sports bar. Yeah, but <laughs> you aren't supposed to be there. It's pretty simple. It doesn't have access. You're not supposed to buy it. It's on the side of a cliff. You're not supposed to buy it. It's in... A wetland. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to make a duck hunting farm? Yeah, that one still always kind of gets me. I mean, oh, we actually had the discussion the other day. It's like someone said, well, I see it's in a flood zone. It's a hundred-year flood zone. Does that make a difference? Yeah, uh, a little bit. Yeah. Um, if you have open area on the property, though, you can still build. You can raise it and have it reserted, too, if it's yeah. if the numbers are there. But if your offer was based on light comps like we teach or who, whoever course taught you whatever, and it was 30%, just 10 for 30 and your market value should have been 30 and you offered 10 and it's in that 100 year flood zone you're offering 10 anymore yeah it's probably worth it at 5 yeah i've had people call me or like i can think of one property in particular they're like man i want i've been wanting to buy property in this area for a long time and uh, but every one of them that comes up is in one of those one of those flood zones and i'm not buying all that and yours isn't and so that's why i'm buying yours and yeah. for me that was all i needed right there yeah. to like to stay away from those even though it's a 100 year flood zone it may yeah. not ever flood you may have zero problems People, some people, at least some people are paying attention to that and it makes a difference. Well, you're 100% right. And that's decisiveness on the due diligence piece. Have I bought stuff in a flood zone? Yes. Have I sold it for a profit in a flood zone? Yes. Is it normal? No. It is one of those things that it's got to be a smoking deal that I can figure. The the property in East Texas, uh, it it was in a flood zone. Mm-hmm. It was on a river. You know, it's kind of like, okay, it's on a river. It's a recreational piece of property. It's good for hunting. It has a clear driveway into it. It's on asphalt road. Now, what can I get it for? Is it profitable? Mm-hmm. Buy it for 16, sell it for 37, 38. It works. Yeah. Take that all day. Okay. I don't think we need to really beat, no. beat to death, right? Stay away from the waffle. Yeah. Be decisive. Be decisive. All right. And stop uh, negotiating with yourself. Yeah. Add that in there. And very decisively go to Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube because they'll like, follow, subscribe, and then go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to wherever else listening to us like rate review and subscribe to the show we appreciate it we love you see you friday see you guys